Ready for its presents. Biffy Randy Quiz. Hashtag Desert Dialogue. Biffy Randy Quiz. Hidden Palm. Biffy Randy Quiz. What lies up beneath. We watch movies so you don't have to. Welcome to Fifty Randy Quaid's Presents. Hashtag Desert Dialogue. Our hashtag TV talk podcast featuring our second series, Hidden Palms. I am your host with the most, Nicolas Cage Movies. Also, the prime millennial, your boy, Chucky B. And with me, the greediest guest in the business. Eventually, you're going to get it right, and you're going to tell everyone that I am your rightful co-host here at Hashtag Desert Dialogue. I am the greediest co-host in the known universe. You can call me JT Super Bowl Sex Money. And with that, we get right into the fourth episode of Hidden Palms. What lies up beneath? Nope. And just a reminder that this was written and created by Kevin Williamson with a little bit of Barbie Kligman added to the writing team. Kevin and Barbie showing us what lies beneath. Writing it up. Writing it up. So when I watched this episode, because you watch it on Tubi, I watch it on YouTube. Now, YouTube, they don't have the episode titles, right? So I didn't know what it was at all. I just saw episode four. So when you send the sheet over to me, and I pull it up, and I look at it, and I see... Episode four, What Lies Beneath. I had to just close my email, close my phone, put it in my pocket and sit down for a second and relax. Because it really it really upset me. Nah, it wasn't that bad, but I don't like it. Well, I doubt that that was... Uh, but maybe it was. Maybe it was the director, uh, Nick Mark. Maybe it was his choice. I'm going to say it was not the director's choice what to title the episode. Unlikely. Well, there you go. Not Probably Kevin, Kevin or Barbie. Probably Kevin. Probably Kevin. This originally aired June 20th, 2007 on the CW. And this was the first of a two-pack. They had two episodes air back-to-back, I believe. Man, they just couldn't wait to get the show off the air. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, I don't know if that was the motivation behind the two-pack, but I'm going to say it was. I mean, it's definitely possible. And here is the brief overview for episode four. What lies beneath? Johnny seeks out Eddie's mom for answers while Cliff devises a plan to get rid of Travis. Also, Jesse Joe takes Nikki under his wing. Finally, feeling guilty, Greta confesses to Johnny. Yeah, it's a pretty good brief overview. Pretty good Australian. I'm not even going to comment on it anymore. I feel like you've at least got a baseline down. I'd love to hear a real Australian's opinion because my version... Oh, it's probably... Yeah, because my version of what's acceptable is probably way off base. But I'm... (laughs) I'm just yeah. telling you, it's good enough for me. Like It used to be in the beginning when I said, Chuck, please keep doing that accent. It's because it was so bad and I wanted to laugh at you. But now it's like you kind of got it down at least to, to a level that I'm like, I can't even laugh at you for it anymore. Like You're at least hitting what you're going for and you're confident about it while you do it. And nowadays you're putting this little fucking pitch shifter over the top of it too, making it real wild to listen to. It's a treat, Chuck. You should be real humble. It's a fucking. You should be real treat. humble about that, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. So let's you know. move past that brief overview and let's move into the in-depth 
discussion. So, for the first time, we do not start in the bedroom. We start with Johnny taking out the trash, and then he spots Liza tossing some shit out. Also taking out the burning trash from her chemical experiments. And so he's all like, damn, girl, I'm going to go over there and see what up. So he goes over there, and he's all like, oh, this is what you're doing here. You're a scientist, huh? She's like, well, actually, I'm a... So like super chemist and some other she stuff. She says she wants to be something that had like five words in it, and I'm pretty sure ended in chemist, definitely contained chemist. She talks about how much she loves science, how truth is the truth, and lies are lies in science, and like she really hopes to discover something someday. Like, as we've kind of pieced together already, because she hangs out in the garage all the time fucking with chemicals, like she's super into this shit. Yeah, yeah, well, for sure. Well, Johnny's like, oh yeah, I totally get it. Like, psh, yeah, I'm right there with you, girl. Science all the way. He's like, he's like, that's exactly <laughs> what I want to do too. Oh, so he's like, he's like, yeah, like know anything about Eddie? Because <laughs> they, they were they were talking about like how he had a falling out with the people that she saw him hanging out with. He doesn't really know who his friends are anymore, and she's like, yeah, especially with Cliff. Like, he kind of has that effect on people, referring to, like the fight and shit. And that's when he's like, well, what about you though? Like, you didn't know Eddie, did you? And she's like, she's like, no, no, I didn't know Eddie at all. I didn't know Eddie at all. And then she spots her laptop like from across the garage, and it's literally her and Eddie just like hanging and, and out. Johnny's back is to it. She's facing it directly, and her face just like, oh shit. So she like goes right up to it and closes it, which is like next to fucking Johnny. And Johnny's like, well, hey girl, you want to hang out later? We can, you know, chill. Well, he and, asks, he you know, he specifically brings up the name Oh8 Nova to her, and she just brushes right past it and he's like yeah i guess it's not important and that's when he's like yeah girl let's do something later and she's like oh of course i'd love to do something later and this is like the first time in this episode where after seeing the entire episode i just want to point out that this specific episode did a really good job of setting things up to happen later in the episode i mean it's all shit that was kind of set up even before this episode, it seems like, too. Like, especially with Liza. Like, the Eddie reveal was a fucking plain as day. And so is so well, is her yeah. reveal later. How long have we been talking about that it's Cliff and, and Greta that were involved? Now, she's saying that they... Well, we'll get to it. I'm just saying, like, nothing she said and nothing that happens here is really that surprising. The introduction of a new character was the most surprising part of this episode to me. For me, it was more the, like, hey, like, maybe we'll do something later. And then they actually do something later, like, in this episode. Or it was just, like, in other shows, I've just seen, like, just things, like, happen and I'm not really setting it up. And, and maybe it doesn't necessarily need to be set up for... But specifically for this show, I feel like it's good that they're setting certain things up. Because it has kind of seemed mindlessly transitioning in, certain, in, like, the last couple episodes. I still don't think it really knows what it's fucking doing. Like, it knows what it wants to do, but it just feels like it can't get a grasp on all of its characters. Especially the adults. Like, we get a little bit more from the adults here that kind of, like hones them in a little bit but up until this episode they've mostly just felt like they're wildly flailing as characters i feel like they'd be fleshed out a lot more if we would have gotten like the next season again i can't but they're not giving me anything here in the first like three episodes specifically and really not so much through four although there's some to suck me into want to care if there's going to be a season two though i've already said and i'll say it's true through four episodes i would have not stick around for the show based on what they've given me like it wouldn't have been enough this could have gone seven seasons i'd have never watched it 
You know what I mean? Like, if I had to watch the first three episodes, I'd have been like, I don't like this. Unless yeah. I start hearing rave reviews from everywhere. I'm like, all right, maybe I'll check it out. But, like, they don't. there's a reason the show got canceled. And a lot of it has to do with it's just oh, yeah. not that good. But we do get a little more of the adults here. Starting out with Tess and Travis banging it out hardcore while Cliff is just trying to get ready in the morning. Yeah, he's just getting ready for like his jog or something and and he's just like god damn it's like just hears them just going to town on each other so he goes downstairs to get his coffee and mom comes down and he's like what the fuck when's this guy gonna get out of here travis comes down just in his boxers and cliff's like put some goddamn clothes on man and insults are thrown back and forth and finally travis or Charlie, Charlie, what the fuck am I doing here? Cliff is just like, this dude is a joke, and I don't want to see you with him. And Tessa's like, well, I'm having a good time, so just stand back while Mama plays. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so this is going to continue to escalate, because they were throwing barbs at each other, like, pretty hard. Like, the tension had risen even from the last episode between those two. You can tell it's just gotten way worse with Travis and Cliff. And then we go to like the country club and there's an interaction between Jesse Joe and before the country club, Johnny's leaving his house on his bike. Cliff catches him. Johnny's like apologizing for the flight fight. Cliff's pretending like it didn't even happen basically. And this is where we find out that Eddie's mom is still in the area. Oh, and like his parents, Eddie's parents split after it happened. And his dad like went to Colorado or some shit, but his mom is still around. She doesn't leave the house anymore, apparently. So Johnny's got this info in his head and then Cliff splits or Johnny splits and goes to the country club. Yeah. So he goes to the country club. He's chit chatting it up with Jesse Joe. Really nothing comes of that conversation. I feel like they're just talking about like Johnny's like fuck Palm Springs, basically. And Jesse Joe's like everywhere sucks, dude. You just need to get your head on straight. Yeah. And then that's where Greta comes up and she's like, hey, are we cool, Johnny? And Johnny's like, well, I mean, I'm okay. Like, I guess we're okay, but like, we're not like anything more than okay like she's like well what what does that mean doesn't even sound like we're like friends and he's like well we're not enemies well, he, he's so. like friends tell each other the truth you want me to be your friend you gotta tell me the truth you're not gonna do that then we're just gonna be cordial to each other that's it and i gotta go see you later he's like i can always fuck liza and greta's like god damn it jesse joe is definitely listening on that though like jesse joe's paying attention to what's happening so then we see, after Johnny split from there, we see him pull up to fucking Mrs. Nolan, Mrs. Maria Nolan, I think, Eddie's mom. So it's, uh yeah, it's Maria Nolan as played by Valerie Cruz. And may I say, beautiful. Listen, I'm going to admit, even I wrote down here, Johnny rings the doorbell and a very hot woman answers. Like that was my immediate Smoking. my immediate reaction. Smoking. So even I was just like, God damn. So we cut back to them and they're in the backyard sharing a drink, bullshit. Like apparently he was bringing her her mail. That's his cover story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at least he had a reason to like go I'll give there. Him that. Right? It's a flimsy cover story, but it's better than just. But then showing he like up. pretty much just. He pretty much just launches into questions about Eddie. Well, he bring he starts out with saying, "Do you remember his 
online screen name. Eddie's online screen name was it 08 Nova. And that's when she's like, all right, listen, bitch. I ain't here to talk about my kid. I ain't here. Yeah, I ain't here to talk about my fucking Get son. out. See, see yourself to the door. Like, you know what? You can get the fuck out. And he does. He rolls. I mean, because he knows he fucked up. He even admits it later when he's talking to uh, Liza about it. He was like, yeah, that was probably not the best idea. Then we get like a Nikki and Jesse Joe little moment when she comes up like looking for little Johnny. Johnny. Little John. Jesse Joe's like, you know, I can't tell you anything about that girl. But if you want to talk about it and she's like, yeah, yeah, I know. If I want to fucking talk about it, I come find you. I know where you're at. Yeah, she's like, fuck your 12-step talk. I'm not interested in it. You sober people don't know when to quit. Yeah, and he's all like, well, I might have to process that <laughs> yeah, one. He's like, I'm going to stew on that one for a while. <laughs> just walks away. And Nikki's like, you, you can tell she's thinking in her head, too. Like, what the fuck did I even just say there? Then we get to Eliza and Johnny actually hanging out. And they're playing video games. And she's schooling him in Halo, apparently. Before all that happens, though, they're just chatting about Addie. And she's, because she's trying to... F- probe him with questions she already knows the answers to she's like so how do you know that eddie was murdered and he's like i don't but someone told me he says oh wait nova motherfucker and i guess that's eddie which it can't be eddie and liza's like do you think that it's possible that it wasn't a suicide and johnny's like girl i couldn't have i couldn't possibly know he's like i have no way of knowing i don't have enough fucking information she's like clearly trying to nudge him in like the right direction and he's just kind of like all right at this point like fuck this person who's sending me these these messages right and she's like well maybe they're trying to like be nice and you know because like she's trying to be like figure out a way to tell him that it's her Well, he insults her too when he's like i thought it was cliff but turns out even he's not this juvenile and she's the look on her face is like oh oh she's like oh so after she's like yeah maybe someone's trying to tell you something he's like well tell the fucking cops because this has ruined all of my relationships that i've had since i moved here i can't be with greta i gotta fight with cliff like this is fucking my world up like they need to just go to the cops with it let's play this video game because i'm gonna whoop your ass girl and she's like well actually i'm really good at this and she totally beats his ass he can't even believe it he has a look of absolute shock on his face that she whooped his ass then nikki and cliff they're flirting and he's like, well, I mean, like, hey, girl, well, let's say I need to get your phone number to, like, take you on a sweet car ride. Before that, though, Cliff goes up to Travis while he's playing pool. And he's like, yo, I got this drink for you. And Travis is like, "Get stop the fucking act, kid. You know we hate each other. And Cliff's like, nah, man, I'm really trying. I'm trying to be for, for real here. And Travis is like, okay then you'll be cool if I stick around and I milk your mommy in every way possible. Her money and her titties. And we're going to have a couple of fucking kids and those kids are going to milk those titties too. What do you think about that, Clifford? Little Cliffy boy. And Cliff's like, you know what? You make my mom happy and that's all that matters. Why don't you take this drink? Travis is just like, huh? And Cliff walks away. And so you're like, what the fuck is Cliff up to? Cliff is obviously fucking, he didn't poison his drink, but what the fuck is Cliff doing? Well, I, my first thought was, don't drink oh, that. Oh, come on. He's not going to poison him in well, the country I was club. Like, not poison it. Not poison it, but like he might put like some X-Lax or some shit this in there. This isn't Dumb and Dumber. And, it's possible, and bro. it was definitely like a double bourbon. It would have looked a little bit milkier if it had some X-Lax in it. Either way, either way, Cliff's up to some shit. Because Cliff's up to some shit. And this is when, this is when he runs into Nikki. 
That's when he runs into Nikki and gets her number. Yeah, and he's all like, and she's all like, oh yeah, I just punch your phone number, your phone, yeah, I'll be fine. Okay, did sound, and she's sober right now. Apparently, she's saying she's been sober for a week, and she's act, she seems sober, which is you know whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know that's just my Nikki voice. But um, it was notable that he had a BlackBerry as his cell phone. Oh, so we. We do get cell the first phone one. confirmation. It's the first one, episode four, halfway through, we get a BlackBerry. Right. More, more right. so we... than a cell phone. It's a cell phone. Nah, man, it did way more. I mean, at the time it did. All right, then we got Karen confronting Johnny because she's all like, you know what? I just got off the phone with Eddie's mom. Yeah, did you just show Did you show up at her house and like interrogate her about Eddie? And he's like, well, I mean, that's not how I'm meant to do it. Like, I just got these questions because, like, he hasn't told his mom that he's getting all these messages from daddy. And so she doesn't really know that aspect. But he's all like, man, I got these questions. And, like, I just got to know why he did it. Right? Like, he's like, plus, I'm, like, fucked in the head. he kind of freaks out here. He's like, he died in my room. Like, he's really, he's really about to lose his fucking mind in this moment when his mom's like, what the fuck? And then, like, Bob's talking to her later, and he's all like, well, you know what, Karen? Like, maybe it's he's trying to get some closure from, you know, Big John. And, like, he doesn't have any questions. And I mean, he can't answer these questions. So he's like, oh, let me try to answer these questions that I can talk to people. Well, the, about, the big you know? thing is he's like, you two never even talk about him, ever. Like, it's been a year you two don't bring him up. That's not normal. You need to talk about him. You need to sit down and discuss Big John, sort some things out, and maybe it will help answer those fucking questions that he has that are being displaced at the moment. And Karen just is like, yeah, Bob, you fucking, you're right, dog. And Bob continues to be a voice of sanity and reason in this show. One of the best characters in the show. Gotta have him. Gotta have him. He's even nicer than fucking Mitch Leary. So far. So far. So one of the questions that I have for you, I feel like I can ask you right here and right now, because we do get more of this character here in a little bit. And is Jesse Joe like basically like the Graham style character of Hidden Palms? I think I don't I don't know if it's a direct correlation between the two, but I definitely see where that question's coming from because Jesse Joe's an older individual with a very caretaker type of attitude, especially being a big timer at AA and doing the sponsor thing. So, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about even more on the caretaker aspect of it here in a little bit with with Nikki. But I'd say if there's anything here that is Graham's like, absolutely. Bob is the only other character we've met so far that doesn't seem duplicitous so far so far bob and jesse jones seem like they don't have ulterior motives everyone else johnny maybe not ulterior motives but you never know he's in a very fragile state whether he is going to acknowledge it or not so you never know with johnny but i feel like jesse joe and bob are above board and are like the mitch and grams yeah let's go with the mitch and grams of the show all right, so Johnny. Before we get to Johnny, let's talk about... You said Cliff invited Nikki on a car ride earlier. He didn't do that, but here's what we find out about a sexy-ass Corvette that Travis has because he's watching it, and Cliff oh, Cliff comes yeah. out, and Cliff's like, 
Yo, what up, dog? I got this lemonade for you, Ma. And Travis is washing his shirt off, and Tess is just getting as wet as the car is. And he's like, why don't you come, Travis is like, why don't you come over here and help me wash it, bro? And Cliff's like, why don't you let me drive it, bro? And he's all like, I don't think so, bro. And he's like, why not, bro? Just around the block, bro. And Travis is like, I don't think it's so, my baby. bro. He's like, and he's like it's my like, baby, bro. Tess like, and Tess hey. is like, well, this is my baby, bro. <laughs> and if you want to drive me, bro, you got to let him drive your car, bro. Just around the block, bro. Just around the block. And Trav- just around Travis the block. is like, fine, bros. I'll- Travis is like, bro. Just around the block, bro. Bro, around the block and back, bro. You got it, bro? And Listen, it's like, no we're problem, not at bro. Jack's frat right now. There weren't this many bros. But after Travis finally gives in because he has to if he wants to keep Tess happy, Tess comes over to him and right in front of Cliff, Travis is just like groping all over her and like kissing all hard on her. And Cliff is just like still looking at it, but mad. Like, why don't you just not? That was a little oh, weird. We're going to get into how weird it is later, too. But right there, I'm like, why wouldn't you just walk away? Why do you have to look at it and be mad? Because Travis was, like, making eye contact with Cliff at the same time. Like, yeah, bro, look at me one up and you with your mom, bro. <laughs> See, this is, this is what, like, like this is the, a strong contrast to the con- the Karen freaking out every time Johnny walks in the room kissing Bob versus Tess and Travis just like basically fucking with like a wall between them and this Cliff. whole this the whole all right so a lot of the Karen Bob and and Johnny shit feels very Dawson's Creek but Tess and Travis especially and Cliff it's all very OC in in style you know what i mean like yeah. again we'll see later how over the top this whole travis thing goes but for right now that's where we leave them travis or, oh god yeah that was fucking awesome get that car later but now johnny goes up to nikki at the country club well I, like i don't know if did she come up to him or did he come up to her? i think I she was know. sitting down just chilling and he walked up and she apologizes and he's like yeah and he's like he's like listen here until you get clean and sober and can kind of like prove it you can fuck right off, because I just ain't got time for this. Yeah, shit. basically, he's like, I'm going to go out. watch some more. I'm out. So Jesse Joe, ever watchful, comes over and is like, looks like you're having a bad day. And Nikki's like, every day is a fucking bad day. Every single day that I've ever had in my life, I wake up and it's a bad day. Jesse Joe's like, well, I can help you out. And she's like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. I know where you're at if I need you. And she storms off. Once again, like, I don't need any help in my life. I guess we just shift to a different spot in the country club. Dude, this show just lives in the country club for a lot of this episode. Dude, I told you, like, this whole series is, like, in the country club. It's like, once they decide it's, like, the middle of the day or the afternoon, everyone's just going to be at the country club, working or chilling, one of the two. But they'll be there. And if not, they'll show up later. Or they left earlier. Pretty much. Ridiculous. Well... Now we get our brand new character that we introduced earlier, Maria Nolan, Eddie's mom. She is like at the country club for like the first time in a pretty year. much since like Eddie's yep. death. And Tess is like, damn, how long has it been, girl? And, well, you can tell that they and were. And she's like, oh, shit, I'm really sorry. And, and Maria's like, don't worry about it, bitch. Like, we're cool. Well, you, you could tell. Like, you know how long we knew each other? Our kids are best friends or we're best friends. Sorry. Yeah, you could tell that they, they were, Tess and Maria were really good friends before all this, too. So, like, Tess was missing her girl. 
and Maria's coming out, and she's like, oh, man, it does feel good to be out. You don't have to censor yourself around me, though, girl, because we're tight like that. You can say shit about my dead son. I don't fucking care. It's no problem. Just bring it up. Just say it. Yeah, then she's like, oh, hold up one second. I just got to go talk to these kids for a minute. Hold on. Before she even notices the kids, Greta enters the country club. She makes her appearance, and Cliff just comes out of nowhere and intercepts her. Like, he was... Doing whatever he was doing. No, he he, he must have ju- lying. He must have just shown up at some point too, because he was at home doing the Corvette thing earlier. So this is our first time seeing Cliff at the country club for the day. And it's just him flying out of nowhere, like, ha, I got you, Greta. And, and he's like <laughs> And he's like, Where you been hiding that girl? And he's like, I, I was I was caught up in the whole Johnny and Greta will they won't they relationship. And earlier in the episode, he'd referred to them as like an epic love story. And I'm like, this sounds like the Dawson's Creek talk. So we're they're talking about it like it's this epic Dawson and Joey grand romance thing, which this show has mostly avoided so far. And they haven't made it really feel like that either. Like it feels way more like Jen and Dawson if it's like anything. But it's not that either. Almost just feels like a flame. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's its own thing. I, but just the way that he was talking about it, I'm like, oh, I can tell Kevin Williamson wrote that shit. You know what I mean? Like, that is very obvious. But basically, she's like, well, fuck off. Don't, don't get caught up in my relationship. It doesn't concern you, motherfucker. And so this is when Tess gets a call from Travis and Maria spots Greta and Cliff sitting over by the bar. She's like, oh, you're on the phone. Excuse me. I got to go do something real quick. And she rolls over there and she's all like, hey, hey, kids, it's great to see you. I just want to let you guys know, don't blame yourselves. You guys did nothing wrong. Cliff and Greta's faces when she first walk up and especially Cliff's face are just shock. Just absolute surprise. Like, I didn't expect to see you here. And Greta's like, I'm really sorry I didn't call or come over at all. And Maria's like, don't even worry about it, girl. Like, it's all good. Don't even worry. In fact, don't blame yourself for anything. All right. Eddie was pulling from all of us. Yeah, she's like, all right, so I'll see you later. And she walks away and Greta and Cliff exchange a glance. And as they're exchanging the glass, Maria turns back and she's like, oh, also, don't be strangers. And then Greta looks at fucking Cliff and she's like, I'm tired of all the fucking lies, man. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I got to come out. I've got to come out clean. I can't be doing this shit no more. So then the tense music hits. The camera focuses on Cliff's very angry and confused and shocked face. And it zooms in for like five seconds. I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous. And then it zooms out to him fucking driving a car with Nikki. I don't know if that's actually what happened, but that's what goes next to the notes. So that's how I'm transitioning it. Cliff, I have written down here exactly after I said Cliff's very serious mean mug. Cliff and Nikki zooming around in Travis's Corvette. So I haven't used the very word. So yeah, they're ripping around, right? And like, I do not know if they're in a title scene area or not. They show a shot of it later. So they're in the area. Yeah, they're in the area of all those crazy windmills. So they're doing all these fucking donuts and this dusty-ass dirt on the side of the road, and they come to a stop, and she's like, man, that's such a great rush. I forgot like what a non-alcohol-related rush felt like. And then 
he's all he gets on he looks at the car and he's like fuck nothing's wrong i didn't do anything to it he's like it's just dirty that's it he's like no 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 that that's not gonna work and he pulls out some like i don't know what that is like a tire iron or some shit and he fucking just starts smashing fucking like headlights hits the fucking side mirror the backlights and he's like yeah i'll just say i was clipped yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, this pickup truck just swerved into our lane and sideswiped us. And he cracks off a rearview mirror, throws it to Nikki. He's like, you should give it a go. She's like, I'm just trying to be good. He's like, you can yeah. be good and bad. You know, it's an either or thing. And that's when she's like, you scare me. But she says it while she's laughing and smiling, too. Like, she's still interested because she really is into the, well, what does she describe him as here in a bit? Because he's like... Like a psycho? Well, he's like, why, why did you call me? And he says, because I'm into the hopelessly reckless. And then he's like, well, why did you say yes? And she's like, because I'm into the pathologically insane. And I'm like, you might be trying to tell a joke, but I think that's true. Yeah. Then we cut back over... Well, then they start making out and shit. We cut over to Johnny's room and Karen going into it. And then that's where Johnny and Karen are having the big Jake... The BJ talk. Yes. Yes. Karen and Johnny have the BJ talk. They reminisce about a family camping trip to Yosemite. They all sucked at camping at. And they end up like, do you miss him? Yes. Do you miss him? Yes. They cry together. And they have themselves a, the kind of moment they've needed to have since episode one. It'll be interesting yeah. to see how the dynamic with Karen changes in the next four episodes. Or if it goes back to kind of being more of the same. A lot of it's going to depend on what Johnny does. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see because Bob still has patience. So I have next that Greta tells Johnny, like, like Johnny's just chilling, and then we see Greta come. First, over. let's come back to Cliff and Nikki. We'll do it real quick. They're just getting hot and heavy down in the dirt. Clothes are coming off. There's a blanket laid down. It looks like they're gonna go all the way here. And then Nikki's like, "Nope, I'm too clear-headed for this shit. I need to go home." And Cliff's like, are you all right, though, girl? And she's like, yeah, no, I'm fine. Just get me the fuck out of here. So you can tell yeah. that she hit a moment where she's like, I don't feel comfortable here. And I was like, yeah, you went really far out into somewhere into like the desert. You're by a road, but it doesn't seem busy. And you're just by a car that isn't even owned by the person who's driving it. And he's destroying it. And y'all are just like getting naked in the dust. Like... You should have rethought this a while ago. <laughs> you should have not put yourself in this situation. I mean, I don't think Cliff's about to murder her, but that's <sighs> never it's know. Not the, it's not even the worst thing you could do to her necessarily. Let's move on from those two, and now we'll get to Greta and Johnny. Yes. Yeah. So Greta shows up and she's talking to. Jo- she's like, she's like Johnny. I got to tell you this thing. She's like, so I totally fucked Cliff the night before eddie killed himself like it's the reason yeah then he found out and he killed himself the next day and johnny's like nah girl you can't make someone commit suicide trust me he was gonna do it anyway if he was gonna do it and she's like but it doesn't like you don't you don't have a different opinion of me now and he's like nah girl and he's like he's like nah dude what happens happens like i'm actually totally cool with it he's like i've done he's like i've done some fucked up shit in my past too trust me yeah and he's he's like it doesn't really change how i think about you and she's like oh shit let's then they start making out out. too and now we cut we cut back let's get to tess and travis and cliff let's get to that scene that's next in my notes 
I don't know why I didn't write that down because that was awesome. I think it was just like I thought it was so cool. I didn't even write. Well, it that's down. fair. I got you covered here though, because Tess and Travis are in the house looking to go out for the night. He doesn't even have a fucking belt that matches his shoes. And Tess is like, God damn it, I'll go check Cliff's closet and I'll see if I can find it. And at first I'm thinking, oh no, what's she going to find in his closet that she's going to ask him about later? Yeah. That's not how this plays at all. Cliff comes in, he's like, ooh, I took care of her real well. And just like drops the keys in the bowl. (laughs) Yeah. And Travis is like, oh, I don't think so. You've been gone all fucking day, motherfucker. Where have you been? Because I just lost track of time. Travis runs outside and he sees the damage. And as he's running back in the door, he's already rolling his sleeves up. Like, he's going to go fight this teenager. Yeah. And Cliff's out in the back backyard just sitting on a fucking, like, lawn chair or something, chatting on the phone. And he sees fucking Travis round the corner fucking running at him. And he's like, yeah, I'll call you back. Tess is already there because she sees Travis running in. And Travis just yells, I'm going to kill him. And Tess is like, oh, hell no. Uh and she just fuck, he just runs in there like Trav or fuck Cliff is like kind of getting up and he just fucking like tackles him to the ground fucking like drags him over to these like steps in the backyard and he's like choking he was gonna him choke his ass to death he's like choking him like he's like he's like I'm gonna fucking kill you Cliff you kill my little fucking car I'm gonna kill Tess you is jumping on his back trying to choke him with the belt that she grabbed but he slaps her off of him. And goes back to fucking choking Cliff to death. And it's like, oh my god, what the hell is going to happen to Cliff here? All of a sudden, there's a big bang. Yeah, and then, like, fucking Travis turns around. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing, Tess? And she's like, and, and like, where'd you get that gun? He, she's like, dude, I'm from Texas. We're born with fucking guns, bitch. And she's like, she's like, you know what? I can deal with a lot of shit. And she rattles off, like, all these basically things. She's like, she's like, we know what basically, I she's like, you are an idiot without a fucking job. Who's good and bad, and that's all you're worth to me, and I can deal with all of that. But she's like, I can't deal with abuse, so you can fucking grab your shit and get the fuck out. Basically, she says, if you don't leave right now, I'm going to murder you. In so many words, she threatens to shoot him for real. She's like, I'll show you how good of a shot I am. And Travis picks up and, well, that's the question, though, buddy. So last we see Travis for this episode... Do you think this is the last we see of Travis? I guess I should be asking myself that because I don't know. Do you remember? I don't know. I know he was in four episodes. So it's like this one, the last one, maybe the one before. So he's that, got at least one left in his run. Probably one yeah, more. Yeah, because he wasn't, he wasn't in the first episode, was he? Maybe he was. Not that I remember. But yeah, who, who knows? knows? Who cares? So this is when we finally close out Jesse and Jesse, Joe, and Nikki and their little storyline they've had this episode when nikki comes after hours and she's like i had a great day my bad day turned into a great great sober day but it sucked balls because all i could think about was wanting to get drunk and that's when jesse joe's like all right how about this you come stay at my place you can stay on this couch i got rules and you got to commit to being sober but it's gonna be a challenge effort yeah they they, they show it like Jesse Joe's like they don't show all the rules, but they kind of like cut to the music and this pan out or whatever, and you can tell there's a lot of rules that Nikki's gonna have to abide by. But it's better than yeah. her friends from the last episode's couch she was crashing on. She's like, it's parties every night. It's parties every night. It's a wonder I've been sober for the last week. Which I mean, I guess who knows. And this is when we cut to one of the weirdest episodes or ep- scenes of the episode. It's Tess and Cliff because Cliff comes up. It's like I'm sorry, Mama. Like I've 
I'm sorry that all happened. And she's like, man, no, it's me that needs to be sorry. It's fine. But you must think I'm a complete fool. He's like, no, you just deserve better. I want you to be. I want yeah, I you to be. For with, sure, thought they were. I want kiss. you to be with someone who sees in you what I do, and they're just staring into each other's eyes. And I got. Why is this feeling sexual? And she's brushing the hair from his forehead, stroking his cheek, still looking him in the eye, and she says to him, "You are the only man in my life, and you know that." And I'm like, this is like those videos that you can find on porn sites with mothers and sons. This is the lead up to them kissing, but they don't. They just hug. But I'm like, that felt that there was way too much sexual tension between those two for me to buy them as mother and son anymore. Yeah, that was kind of weird. I can't buy. I won't be able to think about them as anything but lovers for the rest. of I hope they were boning in real life. Well, then we get to. Like the end sequence of the show where Johnny like heads over to Liza's and ducks into the garage and they're like chit chatting and she happens to be sitting in front of that mirror and like the her whatever she was wearing reflecting backwards is oh wait Nova. It would have said Avon eighty A V O N eight zero. Which again, that doesn't mean anything more than oh eight Nova does. Yeah. So either way. She's wearing that, and fucking Johnny sees it, so he's all like, what the fuck? You're 08 Nova? Come on now, like, how'd you be leading me on this whole time, girl? And yeah, he's like, I want to know why. I want to know what's going on. She's like, I can't tell you why. I'm scared. I'm scared. And he's like, I'm not going to leave this garage until you fucking tell me what's going on. And she's like, fine, fine. And Eddie was murdered. She's like, and it was Greta and Cliff. Well, he's like, well, she's like I saw them. He's like, who did you see? I saw Cliff and Greta. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Okay. Ask Boom. me your question about her. Oh, uh, what is she Nothing. hiding? If Nothing. Anything. If anything, I think she's missing pieces of the puzzle. I think she knows less than she needs to, which is why she hasn't gone forward with anything. She's speculation. She doesn't want to put herself in the middle of this police investigation and all this shit and out herself unless she's certain. And I think she only saw Cliff and Greta at the scene. I don't think she necessarily saw them murder him. But but the assumption is made just because of the proximity and... I'm sure she knows plenty of what's going on in their personal lives to be able to piece together what had happened. She definitely, I'm going to say that her and Eddie were like best friends. I don't think. Okay, that was going to be my next. My next question was like, how good of friends were her and Eddie? And that's what I think makes sense is they were like, like best I friends. feel it was less of a romantic or at least sexually romantic thing in more of a. I hate to keep drawing the parallels, but it's easy here. A Dawson and Joey, the love angle more. You know what I mean? Like they were just, and maybe it wasn't even that. They were just best friends. Maybe they had been since they were kids, but they were always kept apart by their social groups. So they kept it secret. Like it obviously is supposed to be a secret that they knew each other. I feel like even Greta and Cliff don't know the extent of that. Otherwise they would acknowledge Liza more. She'd be part of all of the shit, I would think, if they knew how close her and Eddie appear to have been. I feel like it was very secret. I guess. That's my guess. Maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't secret, but it just seemed like they drifted apart as they grew older. Well, may, well that be that could be part of it too. Absolutely. Maybe they were friends when they were younger and everyone knew it, and then junior high came or whatever, or high school came and they split. That's that's perfectly logical. Either way, their friendship now is a secret. 
Johnny's got an inquiring mind and Liza has to know that if he asks her if she knows Eddie and she says no, he's not just going to take her for a word. He's going to ask someone else about it too. You would think. From her, I don't. Yeah. we don't see him do that, but I would think from her very analytical mind, she'd be like, he's not just going to take me at my word. He's still going to ask around about it. So I feel like most people would say no. Maybe they used to, but they don't anymore. So to get back to the point, I don't think she's hiding anything. I think she's trying to get everything she knows off of her chest. I think she's missing something. Something like maybe Mrs. Nolan has to come into play here. I feel like it was more than just the death of their son that drove the parents apart. I think maybe... Oh, is she fucking Cliff? Maybe she was fucking Cliff. Cliff is fucking everyone. Maybe, maybe Eddie... Nolan. Maybe Eddie was maybe Eddie. Eddie was fucking Tess. So maybe that somehow comes into play. Evidence says Cliff's fucking Tess. So far, that is the most likely scenario. Outside of Greta, who we know. Yeah, we've confirmation that they So yeah. I think Mrs. Nolan has to come into play somehow. And I I don't know. I don't quite know what that angle is though. Alright, so now that Johnny has been told that Greta is in part like not like she knows about the murder uh like the murder of Eddie. Like how is this gonna change what he thinks about? Let me give you my short answer. I don't fucking care still. Don't care about this couple. Don't care about them. I'm not invested in whether they're together or not together. It it literally is the least interesting relationship on this show. There isn't a less there's a right. less interesting Bob and Karen are more interesting to me than fucking Greta and Johnny. I don't give a shit. So I hope this is the end. I hope it's over. But I think Johnny's just gonna have questions. I think she's going to provide it's gonna depend on the answer she provides. She can provide answers that'll keep him happy and make him happy and they'll be fine, guaranteed. There'll be answers that would assuage his mind and make him okay with whatever's happening. Because I don't think she murdered him. I don't think she's the direct murderer. But was she there when he did it? In which case, Liza, if she sees it wrong, can see that she was there and be like, no, man, she was She was there either when it happened or directly after it happened. And I don't know if it was suicide either. Maybe Cliff did it and framed it, framed it as a suicide before Greta had even walked in the room. You know what I mean? She walks in on what Cliff claims to be a suicide. That's true or possible. All right. So you can go to, you can follow us on uh, Spotify, Apple podcast, and, uh, of course, you can go to 50randyquays.com and uh, look up all of our shows. Hashtag Creek Chat. Fucking hashtag Cage Talk. 50randyquays proper. It's all there. It's all square. It's your one-stop shop to come. Oh, I mean, maybe. If it is, holler. But until next time, we watch Hidden Palms so you don't have to. Peace out. Yeah.